Well, good evening, everybody. Thank you for braving the elements and coming out, not only in the middle of a global pandemic, but while the community's under a flash flood watch, let's have a tent meeting. Amen. Thank you for coming this evening. I appreciate it so much. Let's all stand together. Thank you for those that are tuning in live stream. I know we got a slew of our folks who are tuning in that way. Brother Ken, let's sing a joyful song tonight. Make us, uh, make us uh, sing out. Brother Ken, you come on. When we all get to heaven, I'm on a preacher's mic now. When we all get to heaven, amen, we'll do two verses. Two verses tonight, then we'll move along with the services. When we all get to heaven. Sing the wondrous love of Jesus. Sing his mercy and his grace. In the mansions bright and blessed, he'll prepare for us a place. to that say amen tonight i'd have to tell i love our platform but i can actually hear everybody up under the tent tonight this is all right again thank you for making your way out tonight we're going to go to the lord in prayer i want you to pray for their services tonight pray for the singing brother matthews as he preaches tonight uh, we're going to move a little bit quickly i think we got about a 90 minute window uh before the precipitation falls again if the if the weather channel had four million hits today three million nine hundred and ninety nine thousand of them were me amen but I'm glad the Lord gave us a little space where we could work the service in before the rain comes back. So, Brother Jason, thank you for being here tonight. Love you, preacher. Take us to the throne of grace nice and loud, if you would, buddy. Pray for us tonight. Amen. You can be seated. Thank you so much again for your presence tonight. For those of you that are tuning in live stream, we are honored that you're with us as well. Going to give you just a couple of quick announcements, and again, we're going to move a little more quickly tonight than what we normally would. Uh, if you are visiting with us tonight, we want to let you know about our restroom facilities. If you'll go in this back door here, uh, and then go through the main hallway there, restrooms are on the right. There's also a nursery there if you need to take a child in there. The nursery is not manned, uh, but however, if you need to go in there, you can certainly avail yourself to that this evening. Uh, we are so honored tonight to have this family with us. I absolutely love this family. I uh, grew up listening to them, and uh, I've said this many, many times when uh, a, uh, a mama and daddy raise their kids and the whole family grows up and wants to serve God, somebody did something right somewhere. Amen? And I know all of us 
have spent many years listening to the Rochesters and, of course, to the Matthews family now. And uh, Scott's carrying on the legacy with another group of family that loves the Lord. I know a lot of you saw this on social media, uh, but why, you all come on and get ready. And, and, uh, but I want you to be praying for Kogan's brothers. Uh, how many of you know what I'm talking about? Some of you are raising your hand. Kogan has two, How old is your brothers, Kogan, that were in the accident, son? 13 and 15, uh, were with another family. Am I saying that right, Kogan? They were with another family and were in just a horrible, horrible car accident. Uh, the other driver was killed. Everybody in that vehicle is in critical condition. His brothers are in critical condition. So I want you to pray for those boys. Pray for all the family. Aren't you glad we serve a miracle-working God? Amen. Are you glad to see the uh, uh, Scott Matthews family tonight? Make them welcome. Would you do that? I want to say what a joy it is for us to be here tonight. Preacher, thank you so much for letting us come. I talked to Brother Kenny Baldwin yesterday, and uh, Brother Kenny told us, he said, man, I hate I'm not going to be able to be there with y'all. And I said, Brother Kenny, uh, exchanging you for me, that don't even sound fair, man. I said, that ain't even right to me. So, But uh, he said he's going to be praying for the service, and we love him. And, and uh, the girls are going to sing a few songs. Kogan may even step up and sing a song or two, but... Uh, we sure do appreciate the opportunity, and uh, we hadn't sang, I guess we've sang once in seven weeks. Uh, yesterday was seven weeks. The Rochesters have sang one time, and uh, we, we caught the virus. Don't be scared. We, it was about a month and a half ago, and uh, we're all clear, clean, and I ain't going to say normal because we don't even know what that is, but uh, we sure do appreciate it. And uh, Let's let Mally start off with, uh, my Lord's taking good care of me.
proclaim it. Redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. Reading through His infinite mercy. His child and forever I am. Redeemed and so happy in Jesus. No language my rapture can tell. I know that the light of His presence with me shall continually dwell. Redeemed, redeemed, redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. Redeemed, redeemed, His child and forever I am. I think of my blessed, my blessed Redeemer. I think of Him all the day long. I sing for I
has held the oceans in his hand who has numbered every grain of sand kings and nations tremble at his voice all creation rises to
How many of you can testify to that? He's always been faithful. Amen. Boy, what a blessing. I appreciate what Brother Scott said. Renee, come on back to the piano quickly, obey. Brother Ken, come quickly. We'll stand together all over the building or all under the tent building, wherever we are. Amen. Appreciate what Brother Scott said about how long it had been since they sang. I had so many preachers ask me while we were continuing with the Jubilee in the middle of the pandemic. And the reality is uh, our, our, our evangelist friends, our singing friends, they've not had paychecks like many of the pastors had. So I appreciate them coming out tonight. I appreciate your faithfulness tonight. Let's stand together. Brother Ken, get us a verse to sing. We'll stretch our legs and we'll get the preacher up here. Come on, buddy. Amen. Let's sing the windows of heaven tonight. The windows of heaven. We'll sing it one time through. The windows of heaven are open. The blessings are falling tonight. There's joy, joy, joy in my heart since Jesus made everything right. I gave him my old tattered garment. He gave me a robe of pure white. I'm feasting on manna from heaven. be seated. Brother Scott, come on this uh, evening, if you would. Real quickly, I want all the pastors or preachers to stand real quickly while Brother Scott comes. If you're a preacher or a pastor, I want you to stand. I want to uh, thank you for being here tonight. Brother Jerry, you kick us off. Tell us who you are and where you're, where you're, where you're going, buddy. Amen, Brother Jerry. Brother Jerry is the reason I'm part of this church family. Brother Jerry recommended me to Amazing Grace almost 20 years ago. I appreciate you, Brother Jerry. I love you, man. Amen. Brother Jason. Amen. Love you, buddy. Amen. Amen, Josh. A.K.A. my father-in-law, my preacher, and the one I have to obey. Somebody say amen. Amen. Kogan. Amen. Uh, yes, sir. Our new preacher boy. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen, Brother Will. Come on, Brother Scott. I want to say it's a joy again to be here, preacher. Thank you so much. And uh, tonight I want to I want to preach... Uh, Every December, I go to my dad's church, which is down in a little place called Henderson, North Carolina, over towards Durham, Raleigh area. And uh, this past December, the Lord laid this message that I'm, I'm going to try to preach to you tonight on my heart. And while I was getting all my points, I got everything lined up and, and headed towards the meeting uh, Saturday, Sunday, whenever it was, going to start on Monday night. I, I, I'm telling myself, this is exactly what my church needs. And preacher, I even used the, the deal, I'm going to nail my dad and all my church family right between the eyes. I've got brothers that are in, in the church. I've got a lot of family members. And, and I get there, and, and the Lord let me preach it, I think, on Tuesday night. And I start off the way I'm starting off now. And uh, right in the middle of the introduction of this message is almost like the Lord said, sit down. And I'm thinking to myself, Lord, I'm, I'm the one supposed to be doing the preaching. Yeah. And the Lord said, well, I'm going to use you to nail you Amen. right between the eyes. Nobody here needs this any more than I do. Amen. 
And honestly, preacher, I, I caught myself sitting on the front row while up here preaching. And instead of thinking about my dad needs this and my church family needs this and the people that were there that night, the Lord said, you're the one that needs this. And this is all pre-pandemic, pre-COVID. Uh, Miss Renee was making fun of the way I said that, COVID. Uh, <laughs> that's redneck Blacksburg talk, I reckon it is. But... The subject I'm going to preach to you for just a little while is our time with the Lord. Seems like the last six months we've had a lot of time to spend with the Lord. I've talked to preacher after preacher, preachers that we've been with, preachers that we've had to cancel, have had to cancel us. And, and I'd, I'd say, preacher, you know, what have you learned through all this? And, and the number one or two statements I've heard made through all this pandemic is, I've learned a lot about myself. Yeah. And several of them have said, I've even learned a lot more about the Lord. Amen. We're so busy going and doing yes, and going and doing. That old saying, places to go and people to see. Baptist people are wrapped up with that. I mean, there's a lot of places we have to go. There's just not enough hours in the day, seems like for me. There's not enough days in the week. There's not enough weeks in a the month. There's not enough months in a year. I mean, seems like we always need that eight day a week, 53 weeks a year. We always need more time, always going and doing and the hustle and bustle of life and the things we have to do. And we have gotten so involved in the things that we have to do that somehow or another, our time with the Lord has taken a back seat and it's showing up in our homes it's showing up in our churches and so goes the home so goes the church so goes the country you can tell by the way things are on the news the way things are in Chicago and Washington DC and Minneapolis and Los Angeles we can tell the way these uh, idiotic basketball players are acting and football players are acting and baseball players are acting we can tell that us Baptist people are the ones who ain't spending enough time with the Lord we're not getting our hearts right we're not spending quality time with the Lord some sayings that I wrote down about time Luke chapter number 10 uh, is going to be the text tonight our time seems like it's always running out and it's never enough one writer said time waits for no man lost time is never found again Benjamin Franklin said that time is the most valuable thing a man can spend time is free but it's priceless. You can't own it, but you can use it. You can't keep it, but you can spend it. Once you've lost it, you can never get it back. One fellow said, the trouble is, you think you have time. We spend a lot of time doing a lot of things, a lot of different things. You think about it. Three or four minutes is not a long time unless you're without oxygen. Ten seconds it's not a long time, preacher, unless you've been knocked out in a boxing ring. Yeah. 63 years. That's how old my mom was. Three years ago when she left this life because of cancer. Seemed like Miss Renee, it was just, just like that. A lifetime, preacher, of spending time with somebody is not enough. I talked to a fellow. He's, he's just passed about six, eight months ago. He said him and his wife were married almost 75 years. 
And he said, after I think 72, 71 years, something like that, she passed away and he said, it doesn't matter how long you spend with them, you're never ready for that moment. Some of you can remember those little babies, Michaela and Madison, 22 years old now. It just seems like just yesterday we were going home from the hospital with them. This idea of time, I mean, James said it right. Life is just a vapor. It appears for a little while and then vanishes away. Time is something that we just seemingly just neglect, seemingly we just forget about. We take it for granted. But what about our time spent with him? It's a missing element. In Baptist churches, and I'm Baptist from the top of my head to the bottom of my feet. I've been Baptist nine months before I was ever born. Been Baptist a long, long time. I can't tell you about the Methodists or the Presbyterian or the Church of Christ or the Church of God or anybody. I can't tell you about them. But us Baptists, I know us. We put everything on top of the list. And then at the end of the night, we might say our little two or three minute prayer. Before we go to bed, and here we go, preachers. Just snelling yeah. right between the eyes. Look at, look at the text. Luke chapter number 10, verse number 38. Now it came to pass as they went that he entered into a certain village, and a certain woman named Martha received him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary, which also sat at Jesus' feet, and heard his words. Now this is the same Mary and Martha had a brother, a brother Lazarus. Lazarus dies. John chapter number eleven. Uh, this is the same Mary and Martha. The Lord said he was. He spent a lot of time at Mary and Martha and Lazarus' house. Good friends with Mary, Martha, and Lazarus. I mean, spent a lot of time with him. This is the same Mary and Martha. Verse number forty. But Martha was comforted about much serving and came to him and said, Lord. Does thou not care that my sister hath left me to serve alone? Bid her therefore that she help me. Let me stop and say, every one of us have this Martha syndrome. Every one of us have this particular gene in us, this Martha going and doing and serving and wanting. I mean, you figure the Lord's coming to their house. I mean, she's wanting everything to be spick and span. She's wanting the meal to be just perfect. She's wanting everything just right. I mean, she is busy going. She's busy doing. She's busy working. And we get caught up in things. And a lot of times we, 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 we get so busy in the work that we sometimes forget about the God Amen. of the work. And we're all guilty of having this Martha complex, this Martha syndrome. And Martha said, Lord, Mary's over there sitting at your feet. She's over there listening to every word you have to say. Lord, does she not care that I'm out here serving? I mean, my wife, she is the, the, the cleanest person in the whole wide world. We, we'll learn that we got company coming two months from now. And when I get home Thursday morning, preacher, we'll start cleaning. Because she wants it right. I mean, she wants the, the white glove test. I mean, she wants everything just right for when the coming. And I feel like that's how Martha was. And she said, Lord, my sister's left me to serve alone. Lord, tell her, come over here and help me. I can't do this all by myself. And look what the Lord tells her. The Lord said, Martha, and Jesus said unto her, Martha, 
Martha. And I believe the reason he called her name twice is because he's saying, Martha, look right here. Get everything off your mind. Don't worry about the cleaning. Don't worry about the cooking. Don't worry about nothing else in the house. You pay attention to what I'm getting ready to tell you. I need your undivided attention. And I, I'm wanting to say it like this. Stanley Town, Amazing Grace. Stanley Town, Amazing Grace. The Lord has something to tell us tonight. The Lord has a word for us. The Lord has a message that he wants our undivided attention. He wants us to hear. He wants us to realize that he's the most important person in the room. It's not, it's not the cleaning. It's not the cooking. It's not going and doing. It's him. We need to focus our attention on him and spend in time with him he said Martha Martha thou art careful and troubled about many things but one thing is needful and Mary hath chosen that good part which shall not be taken away from her number one our time with the Lord is valuable it ought to be the most important time we spend in any 24-hour period. It ought to be the most important. We ought to start our day off spending time with him. We ought to spend time with him throughout the day. We ought to spend time with him before we go to bed. We sleep our eight, seven, eight, nine, ten hours, however long it is. We ought to wake up and we ought to spend time with him again. Spend time with him. Today. Now this is not a message to excuse you from doing the work you're supposed to do. This is not a, a message to use as an excuse. Oh, I got to spend time with the Lord. I can't get my job. No, that's not what it's talking about. We are responsible for things. We're responsible to get things done for the cause of Christ and with our jobs and providing for our families. But the most important time we ought to have, the most valuable time we ought to spend is with him, is talking to him. The Bible says that Mary sat at his feet and she listened to every word he had to say. Mary's not interested in giving her her uh, a list of things she needs, her list of things she wants. The Bible says that she is sitting at his feet and she's just listening to every Every word he has to say. And I can promise you, church, us taking just a little time just to listen, it keeps us from a lot of fixes and jams and messes we get ourselves in. If we just listen to what he has to say, if we just not necessarily make petitions known and he says, bring your petitions to me. He says to ask. He says to knock. He says to, to just call unto me. But friend, there's a lot of times we just need to listen to what he has to say. He already knows the answer to the question before we ever ask. He already has the provision provided before we ever ask. There's a God in heaven who knows exactly what we need. He knows exactly what we want. He knows our hearts. He knows our desires. And we just need to take time and spend a little valuable time with him and just listen to what he has to say. It's the most valuable time we could ever spend. The most valuable time a saved person can spend is with him. For my family's sake, my little six-year-old, you saw standing right here, Singing just a little while ago, I need to spend more time with him. So she'll know that God's real. 
she'll know, I need to make it priority number one in my life. So when she gets old enough to start making decisions for herself, when she gets old enough to start paying bills for herself, church will not be optional for her. I want her to know that church is not optional with dad. And I want her to know that when she gets big enough to make her own decision, I don't want her to make it optional for her and her family. I want it to be a necessity. I want her to know that her and her family need to spend time with God, sitting at his feet, listening to every word he has to say. It's valuable that we spend time with him. Homes are crumbling because mom and dad's not making it valuable. Homes are falling apart. Our country has fell apart. I believe because Baptist people like us have not realized just how valuable. The Lord made this statement to Martha. He said, Martha, one thing is needful. Just one. He didn't say it's the cooking. He didn't say it's the cleaning. You say, what did he say it was? What Mary was doing. He said, that one thing is needful. Spending time with him. We need, we need to be sure it's valuable. Priority number one. It's not do and do and do and do. Spend time with the Lord. No, it ought to be spend time with the Lord. Do, do, spend time with the Lord. Do, do, spend time with the Lord. That's how our day ought to be. Spending time with him. Letting him know just how valuable Amen. we think it is. Number two. Our time with the Lord is not only valuable. But we've made our time with him Vulnerable. Look what the Lord said. Martha, Martha, you're careful and troubled about many things, but one thing is needful, and Mary hath chosen. He doesn't say he's forcing Mary to sit down at his feet. Nowhere in Scripture will you find where he's forcing Mary to listen to what he has to say. The Bible says that Mary chose to be there. Mary chose that one thing that was needful. It's a choice that we have to make. As dads, we have to make that choice. As moms, you have to make that choice. As families, we have to make that choice. As churches, we have to make that choice. The Lord is not going to force you to spend time with Him. The Lord's going to let you have your free will. But friend, I want you to know that you ought to have the choice and you ought to make the choice to make your time that's vulnerable. You ought to make it valuable. You ought to realize that, hey, that's the most important thing I can do for my family, for my church, for the church service, for the preacher. We can spend valuable time with him, but yet we choose to make our time vulnerable. You say, prove it. I am in no way against technology. I'm illiterate of it, but I am in no way against it I'm glad preacher that we can I, can I can hit FaceTime on my phone and I can call my daughter who's 13 hours away from us I'm, I'm thankful for technology during all this pandemic I'm real glad we had technology and if some sport with, with thumbs was an Olympic sport my girls would win the gold every time I mean, they could do it with their eyes closed. 
They've got it down pat. If we drive 20, 25 minutes to church and we forget our Bibles, we'll make this statement, oh, there'll be a Bible there that I can use. We realize when we pull in the church parking lot, we done forgot this. It don't matter if we miss Sunday school. We going back to get it. Electronic leash. I mean, it's, it's amazing. I'm going to open mine if I can. I can't even open my own phone. That's terrible, ain't it? But nowadays, phones have that, that uh, screen time. Look, preacher, what mine says right there. Five hours, 21 minutes. Just in the last 24 hours. And, and mine is, I'm not going to say it's, it's all me. Because I have a six-year-old that likes to watch Netflix and Disney Channel. But I wonder how our screen time on our phone measures out to our Bible time. And I tell you, I'm not against technology. I promise you I am not. I am not preaching against cell phones. I'm not preaching against Facebook. But I wonder how does it measure out. I can be honest to say... If, if I spent half this time, two hours and say uh, three hours, let's just say three hours, I can promise you today, church, and, and I, I, I'll be the first to admit, I've not spent three hours praying today. I've not spent half that time reading my Bible. And we let so many things come between us because of the choices we make. We let so many things come between us and our time with the Lord. Example. The hardest time, preacher, for us at my house, at 132 Gingerbread Lane where we live, Blacksburg, South Carolina, the hardest time, Miss Renee, for us is trying to get everybody together for our family altar time, our family prayer time. We've got a 6-year-old and a 14-year-old still living in the house. And honest to goodness, before COVID, not as much anymore. Not as much anymore because the way them, them bunch of fools is acting. I used to be the biggest sports buff there was. I, I could name stats. I could tell you who's MVPs. I could tell you who's going to the playoffs. I could tell you uh, who was going to. I mean, I, I just, just knew it all. Preacher just was a sports nut. Baseball, basketball, football. I mean, if, if, if picking boogers and slinging them was a sport, I, I'd watch it. I just love competition. I mean, I, I get out there in, in the driveway and play my little six-year-old in basketball. She is not going to score on daddy. I'm going to swat it in the woods every time. That's how competitive I am. When I did watch basketball pre-COVID, those West Coast games... They'd come on at about 11, 30, 11 o'clock on the East Coast, 6 or 7 o'clock out there, 11 o'clock our time. And honestly, they'd play the first half about 11 to 10 to 11, 30, 11 to 12, 30, whatever it was. Halftime come along, and, and I mean, it's, it's getting down to, to the last little bit. It's about 1 o'clock in the morning, 1.30 in the morning. It's about 38 seconds left. The spiritual one in our house, my wife, would say, Preacher! 
Don't you think we need to have our prayer time, Bible reading, pray for our missionaries and stuff like that? And it's 38 seconds left. I'm sitting on the edge of the bed. And I holler back in there, honey, it's 38 seconds left. Just give me just a couple minutes, I'll be right there. And that 38 seconds lasts about three days. I mean, just. And honestly, it's over. I stroll in there, about ready to do our, do the preacher duties, the head of the household duties. The six-year-old's asleep. The 14-year-old's over on her phone, just about asleep. And my word is, well, we'll catch up tomorrow night. But somehow or another, tomorrow night never comes. And y'all looking at me like I'm the biggest sinner under the tent tonight. But y'all got Netflix. Everything under the sun, we make it a choice to do. Mary hath chosen. Not just any part. He said the good part. Mary has chosen to spend time with me. She's chosen to sit at my feet. She's chosen to listen to every word. But the devil has us lined up like a bunch of bowling pins. And he's at the end of the lane with that gigantic bowling ball. And he's going to knock us out from doing this and doing that, from spending time with the Lord. We've made our time with him very vulnerable. And I go back to this, it's no wonder our homes are falling apart. It's no wonder our churches are falling apart. It's no wonder nobody has an interest in coming to church, much less being saved. It's because we have made our time, instead of making it valuable, we've made it very vulnerable. And I feel like the devil's just standing back, just laughing at us. Because of a choice. That we've made. He said Mary hath chosen. The good part. Our time with him. It ought to be the most valuable time. Our time with him. We've made it very vulnerable. But number three. And I'm done. Our time with him. We got to get back to the place. To realizing just how vital. It is. I know, preacher, the, the church is going to survive, going to thrive through everything. The Lord's our head. The Lord, he said the gates of hell's not going to prevail against. I know what he said about the church, but somehow another preacher, I feel like the buildings that we meet in, the meeting places, I feel like somehow another, they're going to be affected. I know the church is going to, I know we're looking for the upper taker. We're not looking for the undertaker. I know there's always going to be a remnant. But somehow another preacher, I believe because of the choices we've made of making our time very vulnerable instead of making it valuable, I believe it's going to affect our meeting places. I believe it's going to affect not the church itself. I mean, if we have to go underground, we can do that. There's no problem with that. They're doing it all over the world today. The churches are thriving in a lot of places. underground. But I feel like somehow another, if we don't get back to realizing just how vital that place is right there just how vital places like this are and spend time with the Lord praying for meetings like this praying for our services on Sunday praying for our brothers and sisters that come and be part of us friend I want you to know places like that are going to get the doors closed if we don't get back to realizing just how vital I need to spend time with him our very existence as the Stanley Town Amazing Grace Baptist Church Depends on it. Yes, 
I'll go so far as to say my home depends on it. Friend, I want you to know if we don't realize that and understand just how vital spending time with him is. Come January 21st, it could be real bad. And if us as God's people don't realize, we need to get a hold of Him. He's done got a hold of us. We need to sit at His feet and we need to listen. He makes this statement. Martha, Martha, thou careful and troubled about many things, but one thing is needful. Mary hath chosen that good part which shall not be taken away from her. I, I, for, for years in my life, almost 50 years old preacher, I, I struggled with what that meant. Read after some good writers, and I, I don't even think they knew what it, did, what it meant either. But I come to the conclusion... I believe he's telling Martha, Martha, that cooking you're doing, that cleaning you're doing, all the hustle and bustle and the going and, and the doing, one of these days, Martha, that'll be taken away from you. Yeah. This thing that we call age, getting older, there's going to be some things we won't be able to do. Sure. There's going to be some limitations. There's going to be some Hospital beds, there's going to be some, some, some recliners that we have to be uh, uh, sitting in that, that we're restricted to. There's going to be some hospital beds that we're going to be restricted. Some of that stuff we may not be able to do one of these days, the cleaning and the cooking and the going and the doing. We may not be able. And he said, Martha, that stuff might be important to you right now, but it's not the most important thing. What Mary's doing is the most important thing, which shall not be taken away from her. You may not be able to clean and cook one of these days because you may get too old and too feeble, but there's one thing that will not be able to take away from you, and that's the fact that you can always sit down at my feet. It doesn't matter if you're restricted to a hospital bed, if you're restricted to a recliner, if you're restricted from the neck down, you can always sit at my feet. You can always listen to what I have to say. You can always pray. You can always worship me. That other stuff may be taken away, but you'll never, ever be able to take away what I can do sitting at his feet and listening to what he has to say. Stanley Town Amazing Grace churches that are represented, I can promise us the Lord will never chastise us, smack us on the hand or punish us for spending too much time with Him. He'll never tell us, you spent too much time with me. Preacher, He'll never say, you sat at my feet too long. That's exactly right. He may tell us we got too busy doing other things. Things that wasn't the main thing. But I can promise you, church, he'll never say, you sat at my feet too long. You listened too much to the words I had to say. He'll never, ever tell us that. Michaela, come to the piano and help me, baby. Moms and daddies, for them little babies you got, is the time with him valuable? Grandmas and grandpas, them little grandbabies you got? Is the time with him valuable? Yeah. 
Have we made it vulnerable? Do we realize the very existence of the standing town Amazing Grace in churches just like this one? Do we realize just how vital our time with Him ought to be? Meetings like this that are seemingly preacher uh, just just falling off by the wayside. I mean, just go, just disappearing. I mean, it, it's hard to get meetings together because of everything going on. Everybody's so busy. Everybody's going and doing so much. But friend, I want you to know, spending time with Him is the most important thing. It's better than little league baseball, and I love baseball. It's better than little league basketball. It's better than home runs. It's better than than touchdowns. Spending time with Him is the most important thing we could ever do. And friend, I want you to know tonight. I want I want to resolute myself. I want to tell you that I want to rededicate myself and I want to spend time with him. I want the Lord to, to know that I'm sitting at his feet and I'm listening to every word he has to say because it'll help my family. It'll help my church. It'll help my country. I want to spend time with him. The Lord said, Martha, Martha, you're careful and troubled about many things. But one thing, one thing is needful your sister Mary's chosen it she's sitting at my feet she's listening to every word I have to say and it shall not be taken away from her we're going to stand all over the tent tonight heads are bowed, eyes closed, the pastor's coming he's going to take this invitation if you need to come I'm sure you could find somewhere social distance and pray if you need to pray right there at your seat but we need to realize just how valuable our time is with him. Michaela's going to sing this song. goes right along with this message. The pastor's coming. He's taking this Before invitation. she sings, let me ask you one quick question. Heads bowed and eyes closed. How many of you would like me with an uplifted hand say, Preacher, that's me tonight. I need to spend a little bit more time with him. Boy, I think that describes every one of us. We're not going to move forward tonight because of our social distancing and what we're trying to keep in place here. But I encourage you right there where you are to make your seat an altar. If you want to turn and pray at your seat, you can do that. If you want to get a pole, you can do that. Wherever you are, I want Michaela to sing us a verse tonight. And you pray right there where you are. Amen.
How many of you would say amen to that? Boy, isn't that good? Thank you, Michaela. You can be seated for five minutes for me if you would. Miss Robin, I want you to come get this uh, yellow mic. I want you to save this far real quickly. Fellas, make your way down tonight. Ushers, if you would, please. I appreciate uh, everyone uh, uh, supporting the meeting tonight. If you can help us financially with it, uh, we'd sure appreciate it. Uh, I love this young lady. I appreciate her and Steve driving up from Georgia to be with us for the week. Even though the uh, Kyle Rowland and Deliverance couldn't be here, I appreciate Robin and Steve. This is my favorite song that Kyla has written, and there is nobody that sings it like Robin. You got that queued up, Brother Coffee? Amen. Uh, uh, you, you, this is old-fashioned Baptist Belton. Amen. Sing it, Robin. Been talking with you, and I was reminded where I am and where I've been. I've sailed many waters, rough and deep, but someone.
Amen. Let's stand together. Thank you so much. I will tell you, just before we go, when Brother Scott said, how many of you prayed three hours today? I thought to myself, I did. And I said one thing for three hours. God, please let it quit raining. God, please let it quit raining. And God answers prayer. Amen. Brother Jerry, would you dismiss us in prayer? Thank you for being here tonight. Preacher, pray for us if you would, please.